and I was telling Laura before he jumped on, right, I like to keep it pretty casual. Um, you know, this is just a, um, you know, conversation. We, we got into it pretty good last time, which, um, was, you know, like three podcasts worth of material that we didn't record, unfortunately. Um, but do me a favor, just catch me up. I know we had talked a little bit about what you do at RPS, but, um, kind of more specifically, cause I don't even know if I fully know, like what, what, what is your deal there? Sure. Yep. My role is the chief digital officer for RPS. And what that role encompasses is kind of fun for me because sometimes I'm making it up on the fly. But the overall, the overarching thought is that my job and my team's job is to rethink insurance. We want to take a look at the postulates that have been formulated for insurance over hundreds of years, break them down, focus on the end user, make insurance simple, make insurance fun, and make insurance efficient so the end user has a great experience when they buy their insurance for their for their company or for themselves. That's the overall theme that I've got: make insurance simple, make insurance fun. Ryan, did anybody ever tell? I mean, didn't you go through that initiation period where you're not allowed to say fun and insurance together? Didn't anybody tell you, you that? No, I get that an awful lot, and I've never run into an insurance client that gets excited about their upcoming renewal. So fun has been an anathema to uh, insurance for hundreds of years. And we're trying to change that a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, people might not be familiar with RPS. Um, and, and I was, you know, we have Laura also. She's kind of hanging out lurking in the background. So she might speak up from time to time. Um, uh, and, um, you know, from a wholesaler's perspective, you don't hear that often. You barely hear it from carriers. Um, why, why is that? Do you think, you know, I, I think people have jobs and with a job there a lot of times and it's sad, but there isn't a lot of passion. And if you come to work with yeah. the impression that you just need to move this piece of paper to that side of your desk from somebody else's desk, you, you don't look at the bigger picture. And I see in the insurance business, I've been in the insurance business for 20 years now. When you have a micro focus rather than a macro focus, your tendency is to live the day-to-day rather than paradigm shifting. And we see that with insurance carriers. We see that with underwriters. We see that with the actuaries. We see that with brokers, that they get in their habit. They have their mindset. They've been trained to do something in a certain way. And that's how they facilitate their job each and every day without thinking about how they can make it better. Well, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest, I mean, the ones that uh, are have passion and get paid to do that passion are the lucky ones, right? So I think that's probably the disconnect is that, you know, most of the people are not getting paid for that. Like they just, they just, you know, that, that, like you said, it's, it was the, a thing to them and the passion is somewhere else. They just can't figure out a way to have someone pay them for yeah, it. You're right. And I don't want to give that secret up, but I do have an awful lot of fun with my job and I do get paid to have that fun and to really think outside the box. It's, it's almost unfair, right? It's, it's, it's a blessing and it is kind of unheard of. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the role I have, but even more fortunate to have the team that I have. I am surrounded by a team and I have been surrounded by a team that just absolutely instills more passion to me because I, I live off the excitement and ideas and the thrill that I've been surrounded by with a team. And I've got a team that numbers up to 80 people and to have those people not leave the company to come into the office and, and work hard. But also <clears throat> a couple of days ago I was sitting in the office and I had some people, it was seven o'clock at night and they were 
playing video games and they were laughing and they're listening to music. And I told them, go home. And they said, no, we have more fun here with our coworkers than we do going home. That's pretty okay. Pretty cool. Um, hopefully there are significant others. Better halves aren't listening to this podcast, Ron. We don't want to get anybody in trouble. So what video game were they playing? Though? I they don't were know. playing N64, the old football games on the old Nintendo 64. Nice. They, they brought in a whole cool game. Back. All right, you guys have any openings at RPS? Kind of sounds like a fun place to work. I just I don't know. It's, it's got a it's got a technology uh, vibe to it now, which is kind of neat. And we do have billions of dollars of premium. We transact in the traditional ways, but we're trying to change the vibe and have some fun. And yeah, we're always hiring. Yeah, I mean, so one <laughs> one thing, uh, Ryan's not listening to this. I'm sure Ryan's not listening to this podcast. Uh, just listening for employment on a podcast interview. Um, anyways, I'm kidding, but. Um, so one thing that I was, again, like you said, that passion, right? I mean, you freaked me out a little bit. I mean, cause you're intense about it, right? It's like, Hey, listen, like we need to do this thing because it's important. And, um, it's always fun to get around people that, that feel that way. What, in your opinion, across the board, wholesaler, carrier agent, you know, this change, you know, this fun, this just new direction that we're, we're all trying to push the industry in. I mean, at, at the core, you know, what, what do you see is, is, is most fundamental and most imperative to making it happen? Well, I, I think simplicity. Simplicity is extremely important. And insurance has obfuscated the process for our own job security, our own job benefits. Uh, think about the, the typical process. And if you think about the typical process, and I'll walk through it real quickly, no one's ever focused on the person who writes the check for insurance. No one really focuses on that person. That, that to me is a shame. But if we give an under an underwriter gives the broker the application that they need, and that broker passes it along to their client, that application could be, gosh, an hour or two or three of that insured's life to complete. And they might not be able to complete it accurately because it's very complicated, double negatives, and however, notwithstanding the foregoing, the following shall. I don't even know what that means. But if we give them a 10-page application and hours of work to try to complete it, and then we take that application as an industry and it takes us two weeks to turn around a quote. And then once the client says, yeah, I like that coverage. I worked hard enough to get it. Can I get the coverage? Then we give them 30 days to give them their policy. There is no industry on the planet that makes a customer wait two weeks in order to get a quote or a price to buy something. And then once they buy it, they make them wait 30 days to get the final product. That's wrong. And this is a $2 trillion business. And if you look at what's happening in some of the different industries, insurance needs to catch up. We need to make this process focused on the end user that writes the check rather than the insurance carrier that takes the risk. And that's really what our whole focus is, is to, to change the paradigm and focus toward the front rather than to the back of the process. Yeah, but simplicity is hard, Ryan. I tell you what, simplicity is extremely hard, which is ironic. It's fun to take and distill a 10-page – it's, 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 it's very easy to put out a 10-page application with 100 questions and ask a customer, put the onus on the customer to complete those questions accurately because then once the underwriter gets it, they can take a look at it. They can you know, you know, swirl it around. They can mold it into whatever they want to mold it into, and they've got all that information, most of which they don't use. It's extremely hard to distill that 100 questions into four. Four questions that are so powerful that that is all you need. And that takes the customer from a three-hour process to complete the app to a one-minute process. 
simplifying is hard and that's it's ironic and that's where it takes a lot of time but it also takes a lot of time for us to mindset shift the underwriter who's got his habit set that he needs 10 pages and 100 questions but in the reality is he needs one page and four questions or six questions it's hard it is really hard to change mindsets so how how do we get somebody to realize they don't need that anymore a lot of it is sheer determination, good relationships. RPS has about $4 billion of premium place, so that's, that gets us a good audience to listen, <laughs> but also data. People pay attention. People pay attention when you yeah. have $4 billion behind you. Data. Yeah. Data is incredibly important. Uh, we really focus on data. We're really doing a lot more with predictive modeling. But if you think about cyber insurance just for a minute, and I think this is, this is how I was able to get the insurance industry to change. The insurance buyers that would go through and complete a 100-question, 10-page app were only the buyers that were adverse risk, only the ones that couldn't sleep at night because they knew they were so risky and had so much peril ahead of them that they would invest that four hours to complete the application. To an underwriter, they don't want only adverse risk. So I said, if you can make the process easier and open the door to customers that still have the exposure but don't want to invest four hours to cover it, you will be picking up better risk. You'll be picking up the moms and pops of the world rather than the Fortune 500s of the world, and that will give you portfolio diversification. And if you can have a barbell effect, we can have the Fortune 500s with the extreme amount of risk, and you can have the moms and pops that still have an immense amount of risk but not the same level as the Fortune 500 you can actually get portfolio diversification, have a better, more expansive book of business, and be a true underwriter because back when I was in graduate school, portfolio theory was extremely important to me then and it's extremely important to them, to the underwriters now. Are you seeing that happen at a larger scale? I mean, because I mean, there's not too many people that I've come across that say four questions, that's it. it, it we're leading the charge. Uh, People are trying to catch up to us. I know the competition is out there. They're trying to deconstruct and then reconstruct what we're doing. We have a competitive advantage right now of our mindset and our ability to rethink insurance. But I know that the competition is out there. There are things that we've done that they've caught up to us on. For example, we were able to take our our quote bind issue down to two minutes total, all in. Actually, 97 seconds is the fastest quote bind issue we've ever had with the four questions, but also we were able to do things like full prior acts for the coverage, uh, for cyber insurance, that is. Uh, For cyber insurance, we were able to get all seven of the insuring agreements up to full limits. So we've been able to broaden the coverage to make it a really robust product and make the process extremely simple. Some of the insurance industry is catching up to us. They're starting to catch up to us on coverage. They're bringing the full limits for all the insuring agreements. They're starting to add add the full prior acts. What they haven't caught up to right now, though, is having a beautiful process, and that gives us a, a big competitive advantage for now. But like anything in insurance, it's a follow, it's an industry of followers, and they will catch up. Now, talk to me about actually going through. I mean, because that probably wasn't a fun process. I mean, it probably was fun in some sort of you know self mutilated kind of way. But I mean, like there had to be some growing pains in that process. Like, what can you know if, if somebody that is looking to catch up. Maybe you don't want them to, Ryan. I'm, you seem like a pretty confident guy. I don't know what you're worried about it, but like, let's just say like, like in general, like an agent, an agency, 
uh, another, you know, somebody else in the industry is looking to make their corner of it more simple. What would you say to them? Well, the, the good thing is, and, and I do have a lot of confidence that we will always stay ahead of the curve. That's our goal. We can help the retail insurance brokers simplify their lives by utilizing the online platform that we've built for them. They can take advantage of what we have and what we spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours building. So retail brokers, we're helping them change their world. And that's evident by the hundreds of policies we bind every day utilizing our online platform. Our competition, well, they've got their work cut out for them. I know they're coming. I hear about it all the time. But really the hardest thing for me is, and where we spend a lot of time, is to change the mindset of the underwriters. Those are our partners. We need the underwriter to take the risk and not just take the risk, but take a lot of it because of the velocity of how much business we transact. So getting the underwriters, that's that's the process that's been difficult to say, we need you to take risk. We need you to take risk for thousands or 10,000s or even hundreds of thousands of accounts. And we need to do it at such a scale on simplified skinny data. That's a big risk for them in their mindset. But what's great is the products that we've built have performed better than their traditional products in their traditional fashion with their traditional processes. And that gives them the ability to come back to us and say, what else can we do? And so for me, it was extremely important to get out of the box strong, build a process that was beautiful and not completely go crazy from a loss perspective. We wanted to still, we still pay a lot of losses, the carriers do, but uh, that was extremely important for us to make sure we got out of the box strong. So they understood that what we were asking for and our process would not basically bankrupt them. Yeah. And how, so how long have you, I guess I didn't answer this question. How long have you been we at started this? this three years ago? The very first product I wanted to try to redesign and redevelop was, was cyber insurance, and it took eight months. Uh, 38 carriers told me no. They did not want to do what we wanted to do. 38 carriers were very persistent. The 39th carrier, thankfully, with the addition of a few yeah. bottles of wine, that always helped. The 39th carrier said, we yeah. will take a chance on what you want to do. We understand portfolio diversification. Let's do it. But 38, 38 insurance carriers said what you want to do is not core fundamental opportunity for us to grow our business. And, and I understand that. But the, finally, the 39th carrier came on board. We built it. It's great. We've got dozens and dozens and dozens of uh, products out there and tens of thousands of policies bound. And now we have, I've had 17 cyber insurance carriers approach me in the last six months asking to be a part of our platform. Yeah, I was going to say, what's that number now? So has uh, any of those 38 come back to you? 17 just, of the 38 have come back, said, you know what? We missed the boat. Yeah, okay, we, so those we, are part we of get it now, right. and we would love to be a, a part of it going forward. And what we've done is we've audibled because we hear from our retail partners. They want to go through the beautiful process of one minute or two minutes, and we're going to give them four quotes, three quotes. Whatever, you know, We're going to build them the ability to get their customer multiple choices. So... We're taking advantage of those 17 carriers that have approached us. I had two today, two today that uh, came back saying, hey, we missed the boat. Is there still an availability for us to offer cyber through your platform? And there's not. That door is closed, but we're always looking for more products. We ultimately want to have 100 products with a beautiful process, with a robust product, great protocols, and a competitive price. And right now we're at 13. And ultimately, do you do you think that this would be enough to to change that kind of 
delivery mechanism? I mean, do in all that you've done, is that enough to, to make a dent in the way that the industry is viewed from the outside? Today, no. It's such a big industry, such a uh, diverse industry that we're not making a dent just yet. The good thing is if you look at what we're doing internally, it is making a dent from our perspective because it's supercharging our growth. Sure. It's giving us a value proposition for our retail partners where we're adding retail brokers every single day that want to participate in what we're doing. But from a $2 trillion industry, we're a few years away from that dent occurring, but we're seeing it occur in the personal line space. If you think about some of the companies that spend $100 million a year marketing on commercials and television ads, et cetera, those, those, those industries, the personal lines industry, the auto industry, the life insurance industry, they have a dent. They see what we're doing from a, a commercial perspective, and they, they were ahead of us even. So, yeah, it, it's there, and it will permeate the commercial insurance space soon enough. And do you think do you think it will have a similar effect on, on commercial business? I don't think there's a choice. Forward? I think there has to be. If you look at all of the disruption of all the businesses, I don't think anybody in their right mind 20 years ago would have said that the largest accommodations provider in the United States would not own a single piece of real estate. And that's Airbnb. And I don't think a single person yeah. 20 years ago has said the largest transportation company wouldn't own a single car. And that's, well, as we all know, Uber. That's that's important. And, and I believe the fastest growing bank in Australia doesn't even have any money. How do we know? <laughs> that's I, I can't think of anything. I think it's Society One. How do we know the world's largest underwriter doesn't employ any under our world's largest carrier doesn't employ any underwriters in 10 years. How do we know the world's largest insurance broker actually doesn't have any salespeople in 10 years? We don't. So we are trying to build a process that allows us to capture that paradigm shift, just like we've seen in all of the other industries. Yeah. I want to jump back to the underwriter real quick. Cause I th- you were mentioning that that seems to be your biggest kind of human yep. roadblock. Um, are you just, are you, are you playing the waiting game to maybe where there isn't a human standing in the way, or do you think ultimately we'll wise up and come around us? We, when I say we, I mean humans, I'm just speaking for the entire race. Yeah, well, you know that, you're speaking on behalf of the entire race. I like that. Uh, half sure. of my day, every day is challenging status quo with underwriters. I had, I've had two calls so far today and I had three calls yesterday and, and three calls the day before of basically walking through products to do things in our format, in our fashion. And the good thing is the carriers, because we've had such outstanding success, we've proven that it works, they are now starting to come around. It's still a slow process. It still takes us months and months to sculpt a product. But the good thing is I don't have as hard of a sell as I did a year ago or two years ago. And the underwriters are starting to catch on. I've got a lot more dance partners on my dance card wanting to partner up than I did six months ago or a year ago. I like that. Um, is there anything that, that the agents can do on the ground level? Like, can they be, what, what's one of the things that you, if you could tell every agent right now today, like if you could do one thing to move an underwriter's mind forward to making this more of a reality, uh, if they've got like, you know, thousands and thousands of agents just kind of throwing stones at their window sort of thing, like what would that be? Remove the friction. Friction to me is what is, is our biggest industry issue. 
remove the friction, remove the two week relay, you know, delay to get a quote, remove the 30 days to get a policy, remove the 80 questions that the underwriter needs to have. I say need air quote needs to have to assess the risk, remove the friction. That's my, that's my three word mantra. So if, if the retail industry of insurance goes after the underwriter industry of insurance, where they remove the friction mantra, everybody benefits. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming if we could maybe make this, so if, if we could do one thing, right? Like, let's just say this, if we have one successful thing come of this uh, podcast, it's that every agent that listens, um, tells every underwriter that they deal with to remove the friction. I think we yep. could, we could call it a day.